Hi, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Shooting the Bull with Tom Snow. I'm your host, Tom Snow. Hey, folks, and welcome to another episode of Shooting the Bull with Tom Snow. I'm your host, Tom Snow. And I want to begin by apologizing for the rather long hiatus. Um, I've been a little bit busy, not to make excuses or anything like that. Uh, also, I have some trouble getting a guest host. So FYI, the next couple episodes will probably be just you and me talking to each other. So I know I said I was going to do a lot more um, guest hosts, but unfortunately right now I had a couple in line that just kind of fell through. So we're just going to kind of like next month or so with the holidays, we're just going to have to kind of patch things together, if you will. Real quick, before we go into today's episode, um, there's a few things I want to talk about. So I want to talk about what the format's going to be like for now on. And of course, like anything else, it's subject to change. I know I originally said I was going to do two podcast episodes a week. Well, that obviously has not happened. And that's probably not going to be a realistic goal moving forward. So what I'm going to try to do, I want to get one Phillies episode a month and one history episode a month. And they, they probably want to, I'll spread them out a little bit just to kind of keep you guys entertained. Okay, so today's going to be a Phillies episode, and I want to talk about what I would do if I was the GM of the Phillies. So since we've last talked, I believe the Phillies have fired the general, I'm sorry, reassigned their general manager, Matt Klentak. That really means he got fired. Um, and are currently without a general manager. Uh, right now, President Andy McPhail is basically running the show. And you know, no disrespect to Andy McPhail. You never know who's listening to this. But um, I think he's a bit past his prime. And I think the Phillies should go in the younger direction and get someone with a blend of analytics and old school baseball mind. Someone like Joe Girardi. So just for kicks and gigs, I want to tell you what I would do if I was the Phillies general manager this winter. Obviously, I'm not. And I'm working on under the assumption that they will have a similar payroll that they did last year. I, I know a lot of teams in baseball are cutting down their budgets, and the Phillies might have a very low payroll, which is scary to think about because they have so many holes to fill. But just for the fun of this, it's just like a fun little exercise. Let's start by just pretending the Phillies want a $200 million payroll next year. So let's start by talking about what's coming off the books. So the Phillies have some money coming off the books, luckily. So Jake Arrieta is coming off the books. That's $25 million. David Robertson is coming off the books. That's $12 million. Both of those guys were either lousy or worthless or hurl at times. So that's good that they're gone. Uh, JT Romuto and Didi Gregorius are both coming off the... Off the uh, they're both going to be free agents. JT made $10 million this season. Didi Gregorius made $14 million. In addition, the Phillies have already cut ties with Hector Neris. He's making $7 million or would have made $7 million. David Phelps had his option declined. He would have made $4.5 million. And they also non-tendered Heath Hembury and more Adam Morgan, each of whom would be making a million and a half. And we add all that together, that would have been about $75.5 million off the books. All right. And here is my move, number one move. And I think you guys will agree with this. Sign JT Real Muto to a five-year, $125 million deal. I think we all know that JT Real Muto is a big, important part of the team and that he should be back. 
Let's see. So, I mean, Bryce Harper's a big fan of him. The pitchers love him. The fans like him. The coaches like him. It's a no-brainer. I think this time last year, there are rumors that he was looking for a $200 million deal. I don't see anybody giving him that kind of contract in this offseason. I think a five-year, $125 million deal is fair for both sides. I think that's the kind of deal he might get, 5-125, maybe 5-130. If I'm the Phillies, I would go a six-year deal at 150 maybe even 160. That's probably my ceiling. I don't even think JT Rumi is going to get that. A lot of people are saying he might go to the Mets. If the Mets sign him for a five-year, $125 million deal, I will have a hard time watching the Phillies next year. Or even, or let me rephrase that. I, I would have a hard time taking the Phillies seriously because they would let their best, pl- arguably their best player go to a rival team for basically market value. All right, here is move number two. Sign Didi Gregorius to a three-year, $39 million deal. I know that sounds kind of cheap for Didi. I'm using these contracts off of MLB trade rumors. Uh, They projected him going, Didi Gregorius going to the Reds for three years, $39 million. I think that is a steal for Didi Gregorius. I know the Phillies want to save money. I think that's just if the Phillies offer him anywhere from three years, 40 million range, maybe three years, 45. I think Didi would take that. I think he likes his time here. He likes playing for Joe Girardi. And he's a great player. He was a great number five hitter. And if the Phillies bring back JT and Didi Gregorius, I think they're keeping a very, very good offense together. All right, so... The Phillies have, we said they had $75 million to come the books. So right now, they just signed $38 million in my fantasy land. So they have about $38 million left to go. So number my next move would be sign Liam Hendricks to a three-year $30 million deal. Um, make no mistake about it. The Phillies really need a closer. Last season, they had a closer by committee of Hector Neris and Adam Workman. As we all know, it did not work well at all. We had a historically bad bullpen. I think the Phillies bullpen needs to be rebuilt altogether. But I think right now, one thing they really needed was a lockdown closer because how many games were blown in the ninth? Games, there are a lot of games blown in the sixth and seventh innings. The offense is going to have to retake those leads on a lot of nights. But I think not having a good closer kind of had a ripple effect. And Liam Hendricks, man, oh man, Liam Hendricks has been good. In the past two years, um, I guess really a year and a half, including 2020, Hendricks pitched to a 1.79 ERA. MLB Trade Rumors predicts he will get a three-year, $30 million deal from the Phillies of all teams. And if, if you're a team that needs a good closer, that's a good deal. Remember Jonathan Papelbon, I think, was making $16 million over four years. So having a good lights-out closer to Liam Hendricks, I think that, that's a good bargain. All right, so the Phillies, they have, they re-signed JT, they re-signed DD, the offense is back. They got a closer. Now we need to replace Jake Arrieta. So I think the Phillies have a starting three of Zach Wheeler, Aaron Nola, Zach Eflin, and they probably might want to see if uh, Spencer Howard can pitch a full season. If I were the Phillies, I would sign two starting pitchers. 
at the very least, sign one. I think one guy that stands out to me is a guy named Mike Miner. Mike Miner pitched for the Rangers and the Athletics last season. He struggled, wasn't very good, but he's very good in 2019. I think he had an ERA of around 3.5. I think he was in the top 10 for the Cy Young. He's a very good buy low candidate. If I'm the Phillies, I would try to get him for a one-year, $8 million deal. Play it smart and sign another pitcher and let Spencer Howard start the year in AAA. Guy I would go after is Charlie Morton. He's in a little abbreviated season, but he's been good for the past three years. The Phillies, I don't know if anyone remembers this, they actually signed him back in 2016. He pitched well in five games and was hurt for the rest of the season. But if you add Morton and Minor, I don't see either one getting more than a one-year deal for $10 million tops. So let's say they sign one of those guys to be a number four pitcher. And if they want to bring in a very low-cost guy, two guys I really like are J.A. Happ and Robbie Ray. Each of those guys would probably be around, you know, one year, five or six million dollars. So if ideally, they let's say they sign two of those guys, let's say that costs them $15 million. And Liam Hendricks gets 10 next season, so that's 25. So if we have the same payroll, we have about $13 million left to spend. All right. Now here's the question. Let's say they want to cut payroll, in which case they're gonna have to make a trade. Now one guy, if they want to make a trade, this one guy I'd be willing to trade that has some value, it would probably have to be Gene Segura. Now I think Gene Segura has been a very solid player for the Phillies. I think he gets he has a good batting average. I don't think the team, I don't, I don't want to say they don't need him. I think he's more of a luxury at this point. So they have Scott Kingery who struggled terribly last season. But Scott Kingery, they already have signed for three or four more years. I think he only makes like $4 million next season. I think he probably makes $5 million the season for that. But he starts gonna, he's going to be making 8 or 10 pretty soon. I think the Phillies, by signing King to that contract, they, have a, they put themselves in a position where they have to start him. So I think tra- training Gene Segura, I think, becomes more and more likely. I think the Phillies want to move Segura and get anything for him to swallow some money. I, let's say the Phillies, he's owed $31 million over the next two years. If the Phillies pay for 10 of that, they should find some takers. And that'll save them, um, I guess, $10 million going into next season. And $10 million the year after that. So, and Kingry is not my... I, I would rather not have Kingry as the starting second baseman. But with given how deep this lineup, I, you can live with... Scott Kingery being your number eight hitter and hope he hits 250 with 15 home runs. So I think that's where they're heading at second base. Now let's beef up the bullpen a little bit more. So I said we um, we signed Liam Hendricks to be the closer. Now we need a lights up setup, setup guy. If I had my pick, it would be Shane Green, who was coming off two seasons in which he pitched to an ERA of 2.39 in 93 games. Now, he might want to be a closer, but if he's going to be a setup man and maybe sign a one-year, $8 million deal, I think he's definitely a guy the Phillies should go after. A couple other non-closers who would be great setup guys would be Mark Melanson, Alex Colomb, Sean Doolittle, 
and Joaquin Soria. I would even sign one of those guys. If one of those guys is still in the market in February or March, I would sign one of those guys to maybe like a one-year $5 million deal. At the very least, the Phillies need a setup guy. I would love for them to get another middle relief pitcher, either by a trade, waiver claim. But Shane Green's definitely a guy I would like. So he's adding $8 million right there. The last thing I want to do is beef up the bench. So... I would start by re-signing Jay Bruce to like a $1 million deal. I think he, Jay Bruce has not been amazing for the Phillies, but he has slugged 18 home runs in 83 games for the Phillies the past two seasons. He will be a very good bat off the bench. Uh, a guy I would use to replace Roman Quinn is Jake Marisnik. Now, Jake Marisnik, he played for the Mets last season. He is a great, he can play all three outfield positions very well and is a very good right-handed platoon option he and Paisley can platoon center fields he would also cost like maybe two or three million dollars he'd be a good cheap fix rather than spend money to sign a starting center fielder i want to see what what adam Paisley can do i think if you have a good platoon option i think that would be a wise investment for the phillies all right so let's do some math so we said that ideally the phillies would have 75 million dollars to add to next year's payroll. And that's ideally. So if JT Realmutu gets a five-year $125 million deal, he'll be making $25 million next season. Didi Gregorius, if they re-sign under my terms, will be making $13 million next season. So we're at 38. Liam Hendricks had a three-year $30 million deal. That'll be $10 million next season. $48 million. Uh, Mike Miner, I'm guessing, will be one year, $8 million. $56 million total so far. Let's see, Shane Green also gets $8 million. We are at 64. Uh, Jay Bruce and Marisnik probably get yeah, $3 million combined. That would be $67 million. So that will bring them under it. Now, if they subtract... Segura, if they let's say they finally save ten million dollars there, then brings down to fifty-seven million. Which if the Phillies that's almost twenty million dollars lower than it was this year. I'm not sure how cheap the Phillies want to be this offseason. Again, if they really want to have a good team, though, they would sign maybe Charlie Morton in addition to Miners. So let's say that's ten million at sixty-seven. They might add a guy like you know, Joaquin Soria or. Mark Melanson, as well as Shane Green. I'll probably give him another $5 million. So we're gonna, that, that'll put us in the $72 million marks. So here's the problem. Let's say they only want to spend $30 million next offseason, in which case, yikes. If that's all they want to do, I think they have to... I would just say sign JT Real Muto and get a closer off the scrap heap. If the Phillies are only willing to spend $30 million, they're not going to be competitive next season. So it's kind of like you might as well not even try. Um, I guess another thing they could do is they can always say, sign Liam Hendricks, sign Brian, I'm sorry, James McCann, sign Freddie Galvis or Anderton Simmons. If you're at that point, you're bargain hunting and we see how well the Phillies have done with that. Basically to wrap this podcast up, the Phillies have put them in, Put themselves in a position where if they don't spend money, 
they're not going to win. You hate to see it. I, I think, yeah, if they're, if they're only willing to spend 30 or $40 million, you're not going to have a good team next year. And at that point, you're, just, you're wasting Bryce Harper's prime. You're wasting Joe Girardi. So if they're in the Phillies, you're going to have to suck it up, maybe take some losses next season in terms of revenue. But put a good team on the field. Just for the love of God, put the best team on the field. Well, that concludes today's episode of Shooting the Bull. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a five-star review wherever you're listening to. And join us next time when we shoot more of the bull with Tom Snow.